a dose of sports reality brought to you by We Got Us, where no topic is off limit and everything is authentic. When I began in high level basketball over a decade ago, I mean, I was out there real naive about a lot of things. Um, I wasn't taken seriously by a lot of the community, uh, grassroots community, college coaches didn't really know me. You know, I thought I had a resume, but I really didn't um, have one. You know, I had played um, a lot of high level ball, came here, went to Phillips Andover. Then that led me to play at Holy Cross, the privilege of doing that, which then, you know, led me to being a coach at Dean College. We were ranked in the nation. Went to Framingham State. We knocked off a lot of ranked teams and became one of the top teams in uh, that conference. So, you know, I'm looking at myself like I have a little resume and I'm, I'm growing. But other people didn't, see, they saw me as a nobody. And, uh, you know, I finally got around some some people that had some cachet, that had some reputation that were much bigger than I had, uh, than I had. And then I started to grind. Uh, once I had found the path, I started to grind hard. I was in the gym uh, a lot. And uh, then I ended up being the head coach at, D at Brimmer and May. And I got a kid, um, you know, I had a couple kids who were scholarship kids and, uh, but the first real like that I recruited was Sammy Mojica. And I brought him in, and he was a repeat junior. I mean, he played his behind off that whole year for me. He played his behind off during the AAU season when he joined the rivals. But I could not get him a scholarship. No matter who I called or what I did or what I said, they just really didn't listen to they really weren't keen to listen to me because, again, even though I thought that I had built up something, a resume at the time, none of them saw that to be true. Um, so it was a struggle. A lot of nights we'd talk and we'd have college coaches in the gym, tons of them, watching him play. And they would tell me how intrigued they were. We would went up on visits and uh, they would, you know, I, again, I was really naive, so I'd drive them around and we go to these schools and we'd visit and we'd sit down talk to the coaches and it sounded like they wanted him you know they'd have him in meetings like they wanted him but we never walked out with a firm offer that they really wanted him to come to the school and it was just difficult it was difficult on him it was difficult on me and, and I didn't understand why they didn't see what I saw um so, luckily though, we had a good year. We played well during the AAU season. And it took till the summertime that finally uh, Bruiser, Flint, and Drexel, you know, stepped up to the plate and said, we see him as a Swiss Army knife and we want to offer him a scholarship to come to the school. And that led to a few more offers from other people after they stepped up to the plate. Um, but it, was, it wasn't easy after that. Once they offered them, you know, now you got to get committed. And you got to do everything you can to get the kids committed and to get the school. The school has offered multiple people, you know, some at the same position and some at different positions depending on their needs. 
So it wasn't a shoe and just because he got the offer, that meant that he was going to be able to go there. Um, you know, and then again, how do you how do you approach them with, you know, I want to commit. I, I would like to come to your school. If they're not quite keen on your being one of their top one or two guys that they got on their board. So again, we're in a conundrum. What do we do here? And it, it, it took some some soul searching. Um, after this break, I'll continue with this. Thanks for coming back. So, we want to get him committed. So I sit down with Sammy, have a conversation with him, and I said, is Drexel the place you really want to go to school? And um, he went back and talked to his family. And um, he wanted to go to school in the city. Um, I mean, he preferably wanted to be around Boston area, so his Chelsea guys and family could all come see him. He's from Chelsea. He had gone through some traumatic experience at Bremer. His house had burned down. And, um, you know, he was hoping that he could stay around here and go to college. But he definitely wanted to go to school in, in a city, um, not off in a suburb or anything like that. He didn't mind if the campus was throughout the city. And so Drexel fit those, you know, fit his criteria for some of the things that he was looking for. The, the, the league he, he could play in. Um, he thought he was in a good situation. So he went and talked it over with his family. Because I was like, listen, if we're going to go and try to make this push, again, we don't know if he's one of their top guys or not. He didn't get the offer till late in the summer. And I'm sure they've been recruiting other people ahead of him. So I said, before we go and, and, and do this, I want to make sure that you're all set and we're not going to you know, go down this road and you're not truly committed to where you want to go to school and believe in it. And um, and we've met Bruiser Flint. We met the whole staff. Uh, Bobby Jordan was fantastic in recruiting him. Um, and, and Drexel, I mean, they, they really built a relationship with him and with me. So it was cool. Um, he came back after talking to his family and said, yeah, Drexel is the place I'd like to go to school. So now you got to make the phone call. Who's going to make the phone call over to Drexel? You know, because, again, we don't know where he stands. So um, I made the phone call and uh, I called over to Bruiser and I said, Bruiser, I have a Sammy really wants to go to your school. He really wants to play for you. He, he's really committed. His family's behind it. Everything fits. Can you let me know if you guys are ready to take his commitment and when you are? And uh, we'll be waiting. You know, I don't want to make any rash decisions. So Bruiser said, okay, and the staff said, okay, they'll go talk it over. They'll check and make sure that that's what they need. Because, again, it's their needs, too. You you could be a good player, but that might not be the school's needs um, primarily. They may, they may want that down the road, but they might have a, a target that they truly need in order to help them be successful. So they went away. I told Sammy what the, you know what they said, and we have to wait. And, that, and that, there's some... There's some trepidation in there. You're kind of, you're kind of fearful about what's going to happen. So in the meantime, I said, well, he said, what are we going to do? I said, well, we're going to keep playing and we're going to keep calling other people just in case. We're going to keep trying to make 
our claim. Um, you know, because the goal is to go to, to go to college, hopefully play where you want to go. But we want to make sure that financially you're able to, you know, get a scholarship so you can pay for school. It'll put you a leg ahead of others when you graduate. And uh, we did that. We made some other calls. Some other schools started um, getting more and more interested. We started to make sure that we let those things be known out to the public. Um, and then with a few days later, we got a call back from Drexel and Bruiser saying he would love to take Sammy's commitment if he wanted to come there. And that's it. He went to Drexel. Um, and that's part of just one journey. And there's a lot of them. I say this to say all of that. Um, to summarize, a lot of times we think that just because we we believe we're good enough or we believe our resume thinks we're good enough, as I thought, I thought that my resume said that I, you know, I could make this call and be able to someone would trust what I was saying and take Sammy, um, you know, off his ability. And we saw him play, but because I, you know, I truly believed it. But my, my I didn't have a strong enough resume um, for people to really take what I had to say seriously. That had to be built up over time, and I started to learn that it was more than just my ability to win games. It was more than just my ability to get kids better. It was, um, you have to constantly do something and prove it time in and time out again and get one person to finally believe in that. You have to prove something time and time again over a span of a certain amount of time. And that, that time can vary depending on your talent level or, or what breaks you get. But I had to prove that I knew what I was talking about. I had to prove um, through multiple uh, kids that I developed that I could make this happen. It wasn't a fluke. I had to prove that I knew what I was doing and once I got somebody to believe, some certain coaches to believe, it started to trickle off from there. You know, recruiters started to believe. Um, different publications, different websites started talking about what I was doing. Um, winning helped, uh, especially on the circuit and AAU, grassroots. And what I thought I was at the time uh, was not... What I what what I what I perceived to be about myself was not what others perceived, and I had to I had to make that work. And you, as a player, have to do the exact same thing. You 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 can't say, well, I played this ranked guy, and I outplayed him that day, and think that that means I should get a scholarship just because they have one, or I should be ranked because I've outplayed them that day. It's really your consistency. It's your grind. It's what you do when people aren't watching. It's not the pictures you take. Um, it's 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 none of that. It's what it's what you do. That's just really ordinary, over and over and over again. You just do it extra, more than anybody else, and you become extraordinary. And that's what I've learned. I've learned to fall in love with the mundane, over and over and over again. 
And I get my guys to believe that same thing. And usually with that type of work, we overcome a lot. Um, not It's not a guarantee, but we put ourselves out there and things happen. So I was very happy for Sammy. He went on to have a great career. He scored over 1,000 points. He might even have over 500 rebounds. Um, he, he's played professionally in Puerto Rico and South America. He's making money playing the game. His dream was always to play for Port- and play in Puerto Rico. He got to do that. And um, I'm just proud of him. Got a degree. And it didn't cost him anything. Or at least it didn't cost him financially. It, co- um, it cost a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. But it didn't cost him anything financially. So... I'm going to have some other guys on to talk about their their journey. Um, I need you guys to realize some reality to some of the things that are occurring. Um, I think my next guest will be a former player of mine, and he will come on and talk about his journey. It was not much after Sammy. Again, still, even after Sammy, I still had a lot of work to do in order for um, others to really take me seriously. So... Hope you guys enjoyed what I had to say. I will get back to getting some guests on. But in between getting guests on, I want you to have a dose of sports reality. Sometimes through this process and through this journey, we can learn a lot of things. And um, I just want it to be documented. And I want people to hear it. And I, and I want you to be able to know that it's not some of the things that you read on the Internet. Some of the things that you see. Some of the things you see on Twitter or social media. Not really, not really truthful. Some, a lot of, some stuff is made up. Some stuff is real, but a lot of stuff is made up trying to change that perception. I'm just about the work. We don't run. We don't hide. We don't get away from the work. That's what we do. And we fall in love with it. And we compete. And when you compete, you got a chance. That's what they're looking for, competitors. So, see you soon. Thanks for for listening uh, to another episode of Dose of Sports Reality. We got no pit today. Um, I'm not going to the pit. Scary place to be. But I'm sure my next guest, they will have to fall into the pit and see what they can do. Uh, until next time, have a good day. And remember, fall in love with the mundane and always compete. A dose of sports reality brought to you by We Got Us, where no topic is off limit and everything is authentic.